Jordan Schusterman of Fox Sports MLB and Cespedes Family Barbecue returns to the show to talk about his Mariners here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Thursday, September 14th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. Now, we haven't had a guest on in a while, and the Mariners are in the heat of a playoff race after all. So I wanted to change that. And uh, you know, with Seattle getting a much day off, I felt there was no better time to get Jordan Schusterman Cespedes Family Barbecue and Fox Sports MLB, of course, who just so happens to be a big-time Mariners fan. Talk about where this team is right now, what his expectations are the rest of the way, George Kirby's comments last Friday, and a whole lot more. So enjoy. Joining me today is one half of the Cespedes Family Barbecue duo and a fantastic writer over at Fox Sports MLB. You can catch his podcast with Jake Mintz, the baseball barbecast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Jordan Schusterman, everyone. Welcome back, Jordan. Oh, thank you so much for having me back on. Always a pleasure. Uh, this is an, an off day. Do you remember what an off day feels like? They've played, what was it, 500 games uh, days yeah. ago? Yeah. So it felt. Yeah, give or take. Give or uh, take sweet, for sure. Sweet relief. Sweet relief. Yeah. The, the meanwhile, the Astros are getting, meanwhile, the Astros are getting every Thursday off this month because that's <laughs> totally fair. Yeah, there's some. there's been some, some strange <laughs> scheduling issues. I mean, you, you can come up with all kinds of nefarious conspiracies. I don't really care to do that, but... Um, it's not even really just like the, the the lack of off days. I'm I'm still and I and you know I I saw I was I was I got to see the Mariners uh, in Cincinnati um, mm. last week uh, a couple times, which is which is fun. But we were marveling ahead of this this road trip because they were still in the middle of it. The the game on Sunday and then playing on Monday across Fly, yeah uh, flying cross country yeah yeah was one of the more ridiculous um i mean that was like but here's the thing like i don't love doing scheduling discourse because i feel like yeah. that's all what that's what the nba is right <laughs> the yeah, nba yeah, yeah. is just like <laughs> complaining about back-to-backs and all kinds of rest stuff it's like this is baseball this is the beauty of it is that we have it every day it's just it's so weird though there's so many quirks with it it's like yeah. There, there was that road trip where I think they went to Minnesota, Arizona, Anaheim, and it's like, all right, go to Minnesota first, then Anaheim, then Arizona. But it was like, no, Minnesota, Arizona, Anaheim, back home for three games, then right, back on the right. road. Like, what? It's bizarre, but on? also it's like, remember, like this is kind of just the nature of the Mariners, right? Like, there's no right. schedule, there's no travel for them that's ever going to look like it makes a whole lot of sense, right? <laughs> so, it's the same thing with the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Like, we always have this discourse around the Seahawks, and it's like, well, they can't move, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot different, you know, when you at least there, you know, you have multiple days between these stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. But but I, I, it is funny. But this this stretch is is especially interesting. But again, like I, I say, that's the nature of it. But like. I've I've made this joke a few times, but 
especially with the Mariners over the last month or so. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I'm just taking this off track. Whatever we can, we can get back Go to whatever it. you plan to it. talk about. But like, <laughs> they well, one of the most incredible things about watching them over the last month is they have not really gotten their ass kicked at mm. any time, right? They mm. haven't really had like a normal, just a good old fashioned L. Not a lot of those, right? Right. It's been just the most dramatic, ridiculous, embarrassing sequence of errors <sighs> and mismanagement and whatever. Like, I would love a good, you know, 6-1 ass kick and just like I could tune out. It's fine. Like, no one feels – like, you lose, right? Like, it's baseball. It's not college football yeah, where yeah. you lose one game and, and and your whole life is over, right? But that's – but I mean, but, not to Meredith's Twitter. That is – I know, but that's what I always try to get back to is just like that is the beauty of – I mean, you think about earlier this week, right? Like <laughs> that loss on Monday, which I thankfully did not stay up for. I, I tapped yeah. out of that game early. I had a, I had a bad feeling early on. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to skip this one. But like, see, and you get my pain, by the way, because you're yeah. you're also Eastern oh, Time Coast. Zone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you you get my pain. <laughs> and I've talked about this many times. Um, like that's just how I, as I became a Mariners fan, I was like, because I like staying up late. For the games i mm-hmm. like watching the West yeah. Coast games like that's just become my routine so i'm never really going to complain about it but you know now is that become an old or an older and mm-hmm. i'm like oh it's not as quite as easy to stay up until two every single night now pitch clock has certainly helped that but it is just an amazing thing about baseball where like you just have a loss like that and you're just like that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me and yep. then you're like, simultaneously, you're like, oh, my God, they have to play again tomorrow. Like, I need more time to process this. And then at the same time, it's like, that's the best part is that they can go out the next day yeah. and just kick the Angels' ass because they're the better team. And we're all yeah. fine. And so I know yeah. that we all want to log on and just lose our minds. And it's and I get that. And I can't – I'm not going to tell people how to be fans. But that is the thing that I have have grown to expect, you know, kind of accept and and realize, especially during this run where they've had so many yeah. ridiculous losses, even while playing super well, I'm just like, they're a good team and they're going to play tomorrow. So whatever. It's the, uh, it's the best and worst part about baseball because yeah. it's like, you have a loss like that. And it's like, how do they recover from this? Yeah. How do you recover from this? How it's do like, you, go you play do. baseball the next because day? You, you just do You just go do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you, and that's to. the thing too, right? It's like, yeah. you just get to run it back. Right. Yeah. Cool. But, Great. But it's, and the same time in the reverse of that is, is hanging on for deal life yesterday and yeah. knowing like everyone's looking forward to the off day, no matter what, obviously the team is, but it's like, mm. as a fan, you're like, Oh God, like if they lose this, now I got to sit on this for, the, and then that extra 24 hours you're like oh this is brutal oh my god blah, blah, blah. right and it's like no right yeah. it's not like a regular season especially when you're still in it's like no no single game is defining anything about the team or any single player and we just kind of yeah. gotta ride that wave yeah yeah it's yeah <laughs> it's been it's been <laughs> it's, it's been emotionally taxing i'll, I'll just be honest with you as someone yeah, that has to yeah, podcast yeah. about this team oh, every single day totally. no i it, that is you, you have it, no choice right again it I, takes, I am I get to kind of opt in. Not like, of course, I watch you know ninety five percent of the games too. But yeah, yeah. still, uh, there's I, I totally as someone who for you is more responsible to conjure up, um, not conjure up, but just like react in real time. Like, right. yeah, that's, that is a lot. That is a lot to go through. And but also as we I think we've all said we said this last year even in twenty one it's like hey better this than like pure irrelevance. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would yeah, say yeah, uh, absolutely. Like still, this absolutely. is still better than obviously what it was for a long time. So. Oh, this is significantly better. But yeah, like days like yesterday where they're just barely hanging on, and we're doing a post game show no matter what, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Please win. Please win. I can't do this again. Can't do this again. It's funny though. We we have gotten emails from, and of course, you know, Jake as a big Orioles fan, you know, he's really yeah. experienced this just launched out of a rebuild, right? I mean, the Mariners, it was a little bit more gradual, I feel like, as, as crazy as 21 was. But mm. this is like, I mean, they're going from one of the worst teams we've ever seen to one of the you know the best teams in baseball this quickly. And we we got an email at some point on our podcast recently. <laughs> I don't know if it was an Orioles fan, but it was someone just being like, I kind of miss when I didn't have to care about the results of the game. And like, I feel like we've seen that this year with Yankees fans, which I kind of like, but I totally get it. And like, I, they, they, because they were so average and so like stuck in the middle, they were just like, I don't want to care about this season anymore. Stop Mm. pretending like I should care about the season anymore. Let me, let's just watch the kids and stop caring about the wins and losses. There absolutely is some, some freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but as we said, this is still better. I mean, as, as much as it's exhausting, it is still way more fun. Yeah, I did really like enjoy like 2019, you know, when mm-hmm. it was just like Tim oh, Beckham yeah. and Edwin Encarnacion. Oh, it was just super cracked and oh, like, who fr- cares dude, what happens? First, those first few weeks, oof. I mean, oh, that, that, was... that is the, the first few weeks of 19. And yeah. I know then it was like quickly painted as like some sort of collapse. I was like, no, this team stinks. Like this it was terrible. Who cares? Like this is <laughs> this is hilarious. Like I that's what that. that's what made it so great at the start totally. of the year was totally. like that's this absolutely. team is terrible. That stretch, but that that three week stretch, like like the Vogue and like that yep. was absolutely like truly Domingo one of Santana. My, oh, of course, like <laughs> absolutely like some of my favorite yeah. uh, Mariners like stretches of my entire fandom which you know stretches back whatever 10 12 years so so you now they're you better will, than then though now they're actually good <laughs> yeah now they're actually good and i i would i would prefer having that than yes, you know yes. the tim yeah. the tim beckham mariners for sure <laughs> yeah, true, true. so you you love felix hernandez we we've talked about this he's, he's the reason you became a mariners fan yes, i i yep. I even tried to get you on ahead of Felix weekend, but I guess you just had to get married that very same weekend. That was a real me guy move (laughs) doing that, really taking taking the attention away from King Felix. I felt bad. It was probably like the one event, like there's totally an alternate reality where I would have just like flown out to Seattle for that, right? Right, Um, yeah. But not that weekend. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yes, I, well, I did get married on on the Sunday of Felix weekend and Mariners Orioles. It was it was a funny time. Well, I've told you this, you know, off air, but congratulations again on yeah, that. Um, I, I assume you went back to watch the the festivities from that weekend. Yeah, oh, so totally. didn't didn't want the the games were terrible. My understanding is at least so yeah. I, I got to watch Friday. I got to watch the the whooping on Friday, which was great. There you but, go. There you go. Yeah, the. Um, Saturday and Sunday ones, but no, of course I watched the speeches and and all that stuff. I mean, it, whatever. I, I obviously eat that stuff up. Um, yeah, because Felix is is yeah, so so important to me. And and I I mentioned this on our podcast um, after All Star, but I'll mention it here. Like I got to meet Felix for the first time um, this at, in Seattle. Uh, at oh the, my god yeah yeah so this, <laughs> and it was very very uh so i could just retell the story again now just because it was so, yeah go so for it yeah but um yeah so it was it was uh before the futures game so you know mm. lucky enough to cover however many all-star games now um the last however many years and futures game one of my one of my favorite events and one of the cool things about the futures game is they get to they bring in a lot of the coaches are like a bunch of foreign players, usually from the city and the, from this, you know, city of the team that's playing there, whatever. Um, but even in like Cleveland, I remember Griffey has just like made it a point to show up. I mm-hmm. remember very vividly in the 2019 Futures game, 
when I got to be in the dugout during the game, which was a crazy situation, Griffey um, hanging out with, uh, brace yourself for these names. Well, Kelnick was there, so that's one. But Evan White and Justin Dunn were like chopping nice. it up yep, with, yep, with Griffey. Yep. And they were just like, holy crap. And Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis oh, yeah. Was yeah, Kyle Lewis so, was there, yeah. Um, it was a, it was quite the uh, quite the look, but anyway, the point is is Griffith's been part of that, but Felix was was a part of the coaching staff or whatever mm-hmm. for the one of the teams for the futures game, and so on field like way before the futures game on that Saturday, and I saw him and and I was talking to Kevin Slowey, who's with the PA now, and he's one of our favorite people in baseball. He's been really good to us, and he knows that like Felix is my guy, and Felix was standing with Dan Otero random former reliever who was also wow. okay he yeah. was also just like part of the coaching staff uh, for some did reason. not okay. expect to get a dan otero I know, shout out on the dan show today, otero, exactly and so <laughs> and i said and and so felix is standing in the dugout next to dan otero right mm-hmm. um dan otero wow, what, a, what a shout out anyway so he's and kevin's like realizes like oh like jordan is looking like felix and he's like oh you want to like do you want to meet him i was like yeah, like Dan Otero is so important to me. Like you have to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so he basically, and he, you know, Kevin's perfect. So he, he totally took the cue. So he like took me over to Dan first. They're like standing next to each other. He's like, oh, Dan, this is Jordan. Felix, it's nice to meet you. And I was just like, oh, Dan, great to, Felix, hey, good, good to meet you, man. <laughs> so I just had to like, and it's one of those things where it's like, great case of don't meet your heroes, right? Felix was awesome. I'm not, this is not like, oh, it was a bad interaction, but it was like, mm. you, what, what do, what do I gain out of meeting Felix Hernandez? Right. I don't, right. I don't need to tell him that he's the most important baseball player in my marriage fan. I'm like, he hears yeah. that. Oh, you're my favorite, blah, blah, blah. Like I, that is not guaranteed. That is not going to, you know, be an interaction that I will guarantee to look back fun on. So basically mm. we just like chopped it up about him being a coach and I was like, yes. oh, like, what's your mound visit strategy going to be like? And he was joking about how, like, he, you know, I was like, yeah, like, go out there and just tell him to throw strikes. And he's like, yeah. So I do it with yeah. my 12 year old. I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so, and then I, I asked him something about how he should get ejected. He should be like the first ever futures game ejection. Um, and he told the story about getting ejected. I think he said he only got ejected once in his career, which is a funny thing. And then I went back and found that story. So it was a brief little thing, you know, a little, little uh, chopping it up. But, and then it was like, you know what? I'm not going to overstay my welcome. I was like, Felix, great to meet you. you I was like, (laughs) all right, have have a good one. Nice to meet you. It was amazing. amazing. It was very cool. And and maybe I'll run into him again soon. But I, yeah, everything watching from, from all that was, was so cool. And I'm glad he, I'm glad he had that moment because I know that we've certainly had some, kind of unceremonious exits from the organization for, for a few players recently. Um, and we don't have to debate whose fault all that stuff is, but right. it was cool right. to see Felix kind of, kind of get his due. It was very cool. Yeah, that was awesome. It's it's really nice to see that relationship at least be mended to a certain yeah. point. And, yeah. you know, hopefully that happens with Kyle Seeger eventually. Yeah. We'll yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think it's much easier with Felix where not, not the Kyle Seeger isn't of course one of the best ways of franchise history. Mm-hmm. So he deserves all the love too, but like if your ownership, like even strictly from a, maybe this is a cynical view, but like, how could you possibly botch that? Like if your ownership, like you, it's such a layup to just right. figure this out and do it. Um, mm. So yeah. Also like, this is kind of a depressing question, but like, is he the youngest person to be inducted into a team's hall of fame? Ooh. <laughs> like actively, you know what that's, I mean? 
that that's a question for Alex Mayer. <laughs> it is a question for Alex Mayer or like Sarah Langs or something. Like yeah, I yeah. and I remember at thinking that at the time, but like I I don't know that felt not that he. I'm glad they did it. It was like it was great. yeah, amazing. But anyway, so so. Uh, that, that's amazing. I actually totally forgot that you met him, but I did see that on Twitter. So that's, that's incredible. Um, so he's now in the Maris hall of fame, but yeah. what about the actual hall of fame? Do you think he'll get yeah. there? Yeah, it's interesting. I think now when, when you talk about hall of fame, it's kind of impossible not to think like you have to consider how the voters, how the voting is changing yeah. and, and just think about who's going to be voting and, and how we'll be thinking about pitchers, pitchers in particular, once he is on the ballot, which is not that long from now, right? I think mm-hmm. it won't be this year, but I think the year after that, which just seems insane. But yeah. if 2019 was his last season, then I think he'll be on the ballot in the next few years. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he's, I don't see any way he's going to be first ballot. Uh, but I think it'll be an interesting case. Like, I haven't dug into it that much yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously the most biased person you could possibly find. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like to me, like seeing him get his his love in Seattle is kind of all that matters to me. Like I'm not, I am not going to have his Hall of Fame case. It's not going to make any difference to me. Like obviously, if he gets in and he has more support than I realize, like hell yeah, I'm going to Cooperstown. Like that would oh, be yeah. the coolest thing ever. But it's obvious it's not going to make that big of a difference to me as far as how I've enjoyed him. Um, but it's going to be a really interesting case uh, for for sure because he, yeah, I mean, he was whatever he was one of the three best pitchers in the league for six years and not a lot of longevity, but also a lot of longevity because he started when he was nineteen. And so you you kind of once you factor that in and you you realize how many miles he had on before, like yeah, having your prime end when you're thirty is not usually a good sign for getting into the Hall of Fame, but. Yeah. He has a lot of other things in his favor. More from my conversation with Jordan Schusterman in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. I'm here with Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue and Fox Sports MLB. So this Mariners team, they yeah, were so painfully mediocre in the first half. <laughs> the then most, they exploded. The most mid-team of all time. Yeah. And now they've cooled off again. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you know, I cover this team every single day. And I still don't have a great answer for what <laughs> I'm about to ask you. But who do you think this team really is at the end of the day? Yeah, I think that it's becoming harder to answer that because I actually did feel like I had a good sense. Mm. And now that the pitching has started to wear down, um, 
and we're kind of relying more on the offense mm. that it's like, I don't know what this is. And so I think that the question has actually become harder the, the, in the recent weeks, not just because they've struggled, but because of how they've been winning. And so I think that is the, the real challenge. Now, at the same time, I still feel as good about Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert as I would about almost any other postseason rotation with the exception of maybe two or three. Now that's obviously jumping a little bit ahead, right? They're, they're not right. guaranteed the playoff spot and they have to get there. Right. But like, even if you consider that in the regular season, like that is still a really strong place to be. And I think that now what we're seeing is okay. Well, at some point and you know, coming up this weekend, you face a team like the Dodgers, you, you might have to really do both. You might have to, Maybe your starters are going to go five and give up four, and you're going to be happy with it because it's you're facing a really, really good lineup. Of course, when you look ahead, I mean, also, and that's definitely how it's going to feel down the stretch with Texas and Houston. You know, so we might have to change the standards a little bit in terms of the pitching. But as we've seen with the bullpen, it's 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 definitely getting a little thin. I am a little bit surprised they haven't pressed a few more buttons. Like I thought we'd see Prelander Barilla by now. I think we probably still will. And I know we can, you know, think back, oh, well, if they only had Seawall, like, listen, Seawall will be blowing some of these games too. I love the guy. Part of me wishes he was still there. I totally understand why they made the trade. I do think it was a healthy move, you know, for the organization. But, you know, I this bullpen was getting run into the ground anyway. If they still had Seawall, he'd be gassed at this point too, right? We kind of expected that with Munoz and Brash. And it was really good to see how how good Brash looked. That, that was, if there's mm -hmm. one yeah. huge positive to take away out of this, because I know Munoz has been, you know, really shaky, even though he's still – the Velos seems like, especially in these higher leverage spots, is like that's there. And that yeah. wasn't there in the first half of the season. You know, I mean, it wasn't even there like three outings ago, really. But like he the has thing, the, left, the left hip issue in Tampa, right? Yeah. And then he comes back the last two outings, he's throwing 101 consistently. Yeah, like, and like it's, it's hard to complain when, you're, when he's throwing 98, but like that's the standard he's kind of set, right? And so yeah. – but I think that if they found a way, and, and what Wu did was was just so huge, and I think yeah. he's just going to be a fascinating guy to watch over these last few weeks, and obviously Bryce Miller as well. So I don't know. Like I think in one way it's 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 weirder because the bullpen is is tired and not as reliable, but the offense is is maybe better than we expected, and so that is an undeniable positive to see that they actually maybe can score with some of these best teams when everybody's clicking. And for as much as we want to talk about the Seawall trade, I mean. Keeping yep. tail is just that's just such a massive decision yeah. that they that yeah. they made, right? And yeah. and I think you know how much credit do you want to give that? Oh, maybe they were really wanted to do it and they didn't get what they offered. Whatever the reason, I think that it's it's just been a huge thing, and I, I felt that at the time. And I think uh, Ken Rosendahl just had a note about him and how comfortable he's kind of felt after the trade deadline, how much it was weighing on him to have to think about just having to move. And I think that's such a real thing. We 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 think mm -hmm. about all this so much focused on, on baseball terms and oh. Why does he want to go there? And there was a lot of discourse with Eduardo Rodriguez. Like, what the hell? Why do you want to stay with the Tigers? Why don't you want to go to the Dodgers? And, of course, every situation is different. But it's like getting trades got to be crazy, right? Let oh, alone yeah. being betrayed and immediately being expected to be an important part of another team and all these different moving, all these things, whatever. He's got a family, all these things. So it's not surprising to see Teo, who's, who was already capable of going getting so hot. He did it in, in June, right? You know, we yeah. saw that also, like. I think that's just been massive. And, and now we've, we've seen versions of this lineup where it's like, oh, yeah, like this is kind of what the front office was clearly envisioning. There's still there's still flaws for sure. Mm -hmm. But you can see it's like, no, like that, that actually can be a pretty good lineup.
Yeah, like peak Teo. Like I, I live in Toronto, right? I've seen yeah. Teo a oh, lot sure. in person. Like I, I know what he can be, and like I envisioned that with yes. the Mariners even yes. before they traded for him. I pounded the table for him. They actually did it. And I was just over the moon about it. And I'm like, dude, this is gonna be sick. And then absolutely, it, it wasn't. It wasn't for like the yeah, first and then half. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah so but but now you get kind of peak tail right you see what that can be in this lineup especially when julio is doing what Julio's doing jp's obviously having a career year like this offense has the potential to be very very good and very very yeah. fun yeah yeah and, and obviously uh, you know cal has been a huge part of that as well um over the last yeah. month or so but well that's the thing with tail is like that's what he did last year too he sucked in april last year and he yeah. he kind of heated up after that so I was I was always going to be kind of patient, and I think that it it was exacerbated by the fact that it's similar to Suarez when when it's bad, it's it's really bad, right? Yeah. And it's just it's the kind of at bat that is not pleasant to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is there there is no uh, you know Z being seed as the front uh, <laughs> sure. yeah. office would say that is yeah. not happening, right? He's going up there to swing, but man, when it's when it's working, he's got. He's, he's an impact player. And I've said this a few mm. times, like he's just an upgrade over Mitch. Like he is like, yeah, there's not, absolutely. he was at the time. And I think that it was easy to look at. There's not that there's not plenty of reasons to criticize the offseason. Otherwise I totally agree with that, but just, it was amidst the criticism of the offseason. There was a lot of flippant like, Oh, and then they just swapped him, him for him. It's like, no, like Teo can be better. And he plays. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I love Mitch yeah. Haniger. He's, of course, an extremely important Mariner. I wish him the best. I always, but like, this is, that is a, that was an upgrade at the time. And it has proven to be that. And, and it's been yeah. huge. I mean, without him, I really, he, he's been right there, probably their, their third most important hitter. Um, yeah. So the people that said, like, oh, he's a lateral move from Mitch just drove me insane. No, Even like the no. Colton Wong stuff. And I know Colton Wong ended up being like one of the worst players in baseball this oh, year. But to say no. that he was like a lateral move from Adam Frazier was ridiculous. No, in my no, mind and that's too. The thing. Yeah. no, no one, th- th- listen, nobody. And you say, oh, well, this, that's the portal's job. He's got to know that Colton Wong's going to become yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. player in baseball. It's like, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody yeah. looked at the Colton Wong side. And that one, you at least could have made more of an argument that it was a lateral move. And even still, no one would have yeah. thought it was going to go that bad. So that one, like, that yeah. didn't work. And honestly, even if it was a lateral move, that would have been amazing compared to what we got. <laughs> <laughs> totally. We would have taken Adam Frazier so fast. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's so true. So we go into September with all these teams at the top of the ALS and all these games they have against one another. And it's like, man, this is going to be awesome. This is the best division race in baseball. But... So far, it's been an absolute mid-off. The Mariners, as we talked about, have been scuffling. The Astros have lost a couple of bad series. The Rangers can't stay healthy, and their bullpen is a mess. Uh, what do you make of all this, and how do you think it plays out? Yeah, I think performance-wise, it has certainly been a little middling in the last you know, couple of weeks. But still, when you look at the players in these lineups, and you look at who's playing um this is not the nl wild card race <laughs> like yeah these teams are still when they all three of them right mm-hmm. obviously houston don't have to explain how good they can be when they're at their best i still expect them to win the division i still expect to see them in the world series again whatever um but even texas who's been going through it in uh all kinds of ways that some they're in hell coming. they're in yeah. baseball hell yeah. they're in they're in a they're in a bad place and they've won five in a row because their offense yeah. is that good. And Corey mm-hmm. Seager is that good. 
and Sammy does that good. And Mitch Garver has a 930 OPS and Nathaniel Lowe's awesome. And like, they're going to get Adolis back and Josh Young back. And stuff. like, that is a freaking lineup. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They have all kinds of issues on the mound that might sink them anyway. There are clear flaws with these teams, right? Like Houston's pitching is clear, at least starting pitching is clearly not as reliable as they had hoped. They still, that's still pretty good, right? When it's going, you know, Fromber, Verlander, whatever, but like Javier step back. Brown is kind of a wild card, very talented, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the weak spot. Texas, I don't have to, whatever we know. And then Seattle, it's, it's there, the most mercurial on both sides, right? We're seeing all kinds of stuff. We know how shaky the back, uh, you know, of the bullpen has been. And then, and then the offense sometimes just looks horrible, right? Because right. they have enough guys in the lineup that like to swing. <laughs> and so when it's bad, it's, they it's really bad. like to swing. They yes. sure <laughs> like to swing, right? And so, uh, when it's working, it's, it's a hell of a time, but, but that's yeah. the thing. But at the same time, I still that like, yes, they're clear flaws, but mm-hmm. man, when these teams are on, it's, it's not mid at all. They're all on pace to win 90 games for a reason. Yeah. And so that's, that's where I still think that it is as exciting. And I still think we are going to get, um, assuming Houston doesn't, you know, pull away, which I thought they might be, but then that's, you can't play the strength of schedule game. You know, they go and drop two to two to Oakland. So um, yeah. that's the thing. I think it is going to stay tight enough where we're going to, those last 10 days are going to be every bit as fun and horrible and stressful as we are all hoping slash fearing. Yeah. I'm uh, terrified. yeah sounds like not it's just like everyone i understand i mean whatever as i get to talk about the whole league for a living so like yeah as far as a neutral goes like it's gonna be freaking sweet but yeah yeah it's if we're not already there like yeah those last 10 days are gonna be nuts yeah but i i think the uh the roller coaster of this season has kind of prepared us for this right at least a little bit the uh the whole it's so over we're so back it's so over we're so back (laughs) it's so over it's the epitome of that it's literally like this mariner season has been the epitome of that meme yeah oh 100 percent. but like we said earlier like they get to just go out there and play again. So that's right. You know, that's right. Dodgers are going to kick their ass on Friday. Like, guess what? There's still going to be a half game out or whatever. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. like. That's the other thing. The mayor. This uh, they when they won on Tuesday, right? They avoided a five game losing streak, which they haven't had mm-hmm. the whole season. Yeah. Right? Four yeah. is the longest losing streak, and I believe I I I meant to check this, but I believe they are one of just a few teams that has not lost five in a row. Right. And so mm-hmm. really hasn't gotten that's, that's what the pitching affords you. Like when you're pitching is that when you have those three guys who've been there the whole season, at some point, one of them's and they're going to pitch every five days. Like one of them's yeah. going to be awesome and you're going to win. And so that, that has just been such, I mean, the fact as, as painful as the, all the 500, you know, all the mediocrity was like, Better than where the Padres ended up, you know. Like, there's other teams yeah, yeah. that just went in the toilet and just spiraled, and their season was done before they even had a chance to climb out of it. So they always had a chance to kind of be in the mix at this stage, and, and now here they are. More from my conversation with Jordan Schusterman in just a moment, but first, a reminder: this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution for that. 
Just fill out our online form and one of our board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. I'm here with Jordan Schuster and Cespedes Family Barbecue and Fox Sports MLB. Uh, Jordan, the Mariners get into the postseason. Mm. What do you think has to happen in order for them to get to their very first World Series? Oh, boy. Okay, so we're jumping We're jumping yeah. ahead. Let's do they that. get in. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, man, that that how it shakes out for that first round, whether they win the division or not, mm-hmm. could just be a massive factor, right? I mean, it. I know you're kind of asking me, understandably, I'm sure, about what they need to do, but the path in the American League could just be so wildly different between, right? right? Like, the three options here are win the division, and you don't have to mm-hmm. play the first week, line up your pitching exactly as you want it, like, Hooray, yeah. right? We're all fresh. We can all. And by the way, and I, and team. like you could say this about every team, but uh, if there's a team that could really use those few days off, oh my god, right? After like, winning Colorado the division, take yeah. a nap. Suarez, could, yeah, like, all these things, right? So like, that's option one, right? Mm. Option two is you get the second wild card and you have to go to Tampa Bay. No fun, not mm. a good time. Or Baltimore, right? Okay, Tampa mm. Bay or Baltimore. Tampa Bay, well, I think would really be like maybe worst case scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm saying, oh, you should tank to get the sick, whatever. I'm just saying that yeah. like that would not be a good thing. Tampa Bay has been the best team in baseball at home this year. And I don't have to explain to you why the Rays are good. So yeah. that's an option, right? Yeah. And then the third one is like sneaking in at the very end here. Uh, and you're the six, but you go to Minnesota. It's like, oh, Minnesota. Hey, talk about postseason failures. Mariners are like, <laughs> I mean, what's, I, I think we've had this debate. I don't know if we did we do this on here. What's worse, not being in the postseason for 20 years or losing 18 straight playoff games? Yeah. 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 Right? Uh, like, I, I mean, they're yeah. both miserable. So it's I don't know. both really bad. It's both <laughs> really, really, bad. really, really bad. Really, yeah. really, really bad. Right. And Minnesota yeah. is a very interesting day. They, they are more now pitching centric. And that's an interesting team. So, but those three paths are very, very different paths. Right. Mm. And so, and in the scenario too, where, oh, you're sneaking in, you're probably all hands on deck for that last stretch. And maybe you can't line up your pitching. And now you're worse off for the video. So, that's where it does feel like the stakes of winning the division are just so massive. Whereas if they can actually do that, I do think they're an excellent position to mm-hmm. go on a real run. I really do. If they can win the division, like that is, and if they do or not is it, the funny thing about it is, you know, when you're talking about at the beginning of the season, you know, it, it's like, yeah, duh, if they win the division, it's easier. Like that, that will mean they're one of the best teams. But at this point, we know these three teams are so close together in caliber, Right. And so it is going to be about the path. It is going to be about how they're set up. And so I think that they, because of how they're built, would be just so benefiting of, of, of winning versus, you know, that that first path. So I know it's a bit of a cop-out of, of the first half of the answer. Other than that, I think that it is going to take a little bit more stability, maybe an unlikely bullpen addition, whether that is Barroa. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there is someone else. Uh, Casey Sadler, like, I don't know what his status is. I, I don't know how hard he's been throwing. I know he's at least been pitching. Like, I think they're going to yeah. have to get a little bit of a boost in that sense. 
um, mm-hmm. unless Brash could just kind of turn it back on to, to the best version of himself. And that's that's the other thing. And then on offense, like you just really have to hope that Ty and Suarez do not revert to first half versions of themselves because that's yeah. when that's when the offense really um, – because at this point, I'm, I'm really not worried about obviously Julio or, or Cal or JP. Like those dudes yeah. have earned it. And even Tail, right? Like Tail's going to strike out four times in some of these big games, but like he's he is going to make an impact, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's those guys where when it's bad, it's 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 really bad. And so I, I would say that those are the X factors in terms of ensuring that they can go on a long run. Yeah, it's who's going to be that other guy, right? And I think you do need at least one of Suarez or France to not be just an utter black hole in your lineup. Yeah, and if they and are. And if, and if they are, then you're going to need like Josh Rojas. You're going to yeah. need someone like that to, right. to just randomly pop. Well, and that's, I would say that's the other thing. And, and you know, Kalnick is an interesting, you know, he yeah, that, and immediately yeah. got hurt again. But like, who is, I guess, I guess Cal is kind of this, but mm-hmm. who is a, another left handed bat? Maybe it is Mike Ford. Who knows, right? Like, he's, right, he's clearly maybe. proven more than, than we ever could have expected, right? Um, mm-hmm. I know you have other switch hitters like Haggerty, but that would be your Canzone. Like, that's that's another thing where you could kind of see it feeling like they need something there yeah. offensively. Um, I, I will say, that, you know, Suarez and, and France who were so many, like Gino had a pretty good run there where he was mm-hmm. he was obviously dry, had that crazy RBI streak. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to lump them together too much. Like, Ty's been, I think, by far a bigger disappointment. Oh yeah. Um, this year, whereas I think Suarez, especially when you consider how good he's been defensively. Well, that's what I was going to say, right? Is like at least he is valuable defensively at totally. a much more important spot totally. than France. So exactly. Uh, and so I, I understand looking at Gino's offensive numbers and being like, wow, like what a letdown. But like also just consider how freaking incredible he was last year offensively in a way mm-hmm. that was maybe above what even the most optimistic people were expecting. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of ended up. Like if I'm like doing grades for the season, like Gino's still getting like a B or a B minus, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If not even a B plus because of how good the defense has been. Whereas Ty, it's like, come on, dude. So, um, yeah. That's that. That was where, where I would say uh, is the, the disappoint or most important, I think. So last Friday, uh, George Kirby obviously made some comments that got national attention. You know, I don't think anyone is denying that it was a bad look for everyone involved and that he shouldn't have said what he said to the media, but. He's young, emotions riding high, that road trip was a nightmare for the team, he was sick and had to be pushed back like a week before that. Uh, There's a lot of important context here that I think people and specifically former players and even current players are kind of glossing over with this and he's owned up to it. He's apologized, he's moved on, the team's moved on, whatever. Um, We've talked about it on the show, I know you've talked about it on your show, I really appreciated your comments on, on that. Uh, but if you would be willing to reshare your thoughts on it, I, I know our listeners would love to hear them. Sure. Yeah. I think where I'm at is, and you prefaced it well, right? I think we're all in agreement that like, this is not a, a smart thing to say publicly. I yeah. think the, the, the context of, of trying to understand why he would say something like this is, is pretty important here. And I think that Ryan Divish has done a good job of, of kind of getting out there and be like, listen, like, this dude takes being not awesome very poorly. And mm-hmm. that's not an excuse for it. But I think what he ended up saying, which is, I didn't need to be out there anymore. You know, I'd throw 90 pitches. I actually think what he really was trying to say was, I am pitching poorly. And remember, this is an outing where he walks the leadoff guy, hits a batter, and walks another guy in the first inning. Mm-hmm. 
George Kirby walked six guys his junior year at Elon. Okay. Yeah. He has the lowest walk rate, like the highest strikeout per walk rate almost in major league history. I don't know if he still has that. Like this dude does not issue free passes. Okay. Now you say, oh, okay, whatever. You struggled, you know, deal with it, own it up. The real disconnect, and I think what expanded the disappointment with, with this, and I think was what Scott Service was getting at is how it impacts other people, is that from Kirby's perspective, he was thinking, I am not good enough. When he's saying, I I shouldn't didn't need to go any farther, he's saying, I shouldn't have gone any farther because I'm not pitching well. Right. But the problem, as we all know, part of this road trip is everyone's gassed. And so... Yeah they were obviously going to ask Kirby to go through the bottom of the order. And the home run he gave up was to the nine hitter Pinto. Right. And so yep. you can understand logically where Scott is trying to avoid the bullpen as long as possible. He trusts George. He wants to go there. George is thinking I'm not pitching well, like get me out of here, which everyone piles on and says, lose your mentality. You got to be out there all the time. But I think credit to George for being like, I was not very good. Now that's not what he said. Right. What right. he said, it, it made it sound like and the people reading his quotes made it sound like like I did my job. I don't have to do anymore. Yeah, but like it, truly it, it was the opposite. Yeah, it reads like he's throwing Scott under the bus, like he's outwardly pointing the finger. You know, and, and, I, and I think that there is like a little bit of that, right? Because like he probably sure. doesn't make these comments if he throws a scoreless seven. No, right? no, like he's course. not. He's not no, saying no, that. exactly. He's like, he's frustrated on many levels, and the way that it impacts the others yeah. is that the bullpen was taxed, and like in that sense, it is his job to go as deep into the game as possible. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I do sort of agree with. Right? That doesn't mean that he's soft for saying this and whatever. Right. But like I understand that from Scott's perspective, I understand that from a game planning perspective, and that where it does become problematic when you are questioning the manager and questioning the overall strategy of the team. So that's the problem. Right. But if you're questioning his character, I mean, and I I trust that Mariners fans yeah, do no. not need to have that explained to them. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it, it, just my issue with it was just it felt like kind of a betrayal of the culture that that Scott Service has cultivated there. Like he's never thrown players under the bus, like say what you want about him. But that's right. never been something that he's done. Like he won't even bench guys if they make like yeah. a boneheaded decision on a base pass or whatever, where it seems like pretty clear, like maybe you should do that. And then yeah. he like whatever he's done uh, disciplinary wise, like is behind closed doors. Yeah. And so, yeah, so for George to say that, I just felt like that was kind of like stepping out of what the Mariners are are about. And so that was where my issue was with that. But uh, again, you know, him owning up to it. And also the thing that we need to keep in mind here as fans is these guys, they're doing these post-game interviews like 10 minutes after the game. Oh Motions God. cannot yeah. <laughs> be higher. The pitchers, like, like it's, and I don't know what the correct, way to do it is and you know i've experienced this now as someone who's in clubhouses more often like it's it's just kind of how it works and some guys handle it more than others and and again the the other point i made is that like was this a mistake for him to say yes but i think it sparked an interesting conversation like truly right yeah most of the discourse the piling on like that was not interesting because i think that was just misguided and and lazy and whatever and i don't care to hear from those people but like it it kind of revealed something in a way that like was interesting in the way that he was thinking so for that right. i am I'm, I'm i guess i'm thankful but obviously it was a little at least a bit of a mess right like yeah i think evan drellich said it is like you know do you want these guys to just out to lie to you right and like i get that I, I think most of the time yeah i i think in that particular instance the, the only thing i would say is i would like for him to be more honest but to also be like 
you know, but that's on me. I have to perform still. I have to execute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of just being like, I wish I wasn't out there. But exactly. again, it's like 10 minutes after the game. He's not going to be able to word everything appropriately. He's 25 years old. Like it, yeah. it happens. It happens. Yep. I'm not questioning his character. I'm not questioning his competitive nature. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the people that are, that are questioning that too, like the former well, players, like, like oh, come on. And I, and listen, none of us should be taking anything we see on Twitter too seriously in terms of the replies and yeah. stuff. And I'm yeah. ignoring the former players. But, like, the people that are, like, not just questioning it, but being, like, he doesn't deserve yeah. for this team. He doesn't want to, I'm, like, okay, would you rather see Darren McCacken pitch on Friday against the yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, with respect to whoever the next guy up is, no thank you. Like, yeah. I would like George Kirby to keep pitching. And Here I comes Adam Aller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, we have to really teach George a lesson by, you know, calling up. Yeah you know, Sam Carlson to make his major league debut <laughs> in, in, in an opener role. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. I just, and I, again, why would I take any of those comments seriously? But um, yeah, but anyway, so it, it is, it is funny to see though. And especially for, you know, for us as podcasters and even for me as, you know, someone that has to be, you know, very involved in the community, like it is like, it does get annoying at times. Right. And sometimes you do have to kind of address it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so JP is obviously having a career year, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot has been made of his time spent at Driveline this offseason. Your colleague over at Fox Sports, Ken Rosenthal, even talked about this a little bit on the broadcast on Saturday. Um, you know, Driveline isn't a new thing, and it's definitely not a secret around the league. Um, you know, I know a lot of great players, you know, go there and have been going there for a while. But you talk to a lot of players and teams, so I'm, I'm curious if you've heard more people take notice to what Driveline has done for guys like JP, and if you sense more of an openness from clubs to allow players to go outside of the organization to make significant changes to their mechanics. Totally. I think that what is so interesting about what happened with JP is so much, and I was actually just, um, I mean, I'm just going to, go ahead and spoil this, that I'm writing the Mariners comments for uh, the BP annual this year. Um, nice. So I've just started, this is the third time I've done it, and I, I was just working on JPs already. And the thing I was thinking about a lot is so much of the kind of technological advancement that we've made in terms of player development has been on the pitching side, right? Um, so many guys going to places like Driveline, places like Tread, whatever, to throw harder, learn a new pitch, whatever. And the hitters have so far have not had as much way to kind of fight back. Right. And I think that that's still true to some degree. But I also think that a lot of what we've seen in ter- on the hitting side, hitting development, oh, what, what gets a hitter better is a mechanical thing and a launch angle thing. And, and that, that gets simplified. Some of it, but it's basically how can I get myself in the best position to swing at certain pitches? Right. Whereas what happened with JP, like bat speed training and upping your raw power grade when you're 28 or whatever he has done this year. Mm. That's what's new. Right. And that's Mm. where you're fighting back, kind of fighting fire with fire where it's like, okay, you can add three ticks on your fastball. I can add three, three ticks of average exit velocity. And that's a huge deal. Now that's not going to be a huge deal for every player, but JP's the perfect guy to do this because so many of the other skills are already in place, right? I mean, he are, has already demonstrated like elite plate discipline, not just the walks, but the chase rate and everything, right? And so if you give him even a tick of power uh, more, 
I mean, you see it, right? I mean, it's not, uh, it's, it is just, the gains are just incredible and credit to him for kind of recognizing how much of a difference it can make on top of everything else that he offers. So, you know, there are some players where uh, the bat speed, you know, this is clearly not going to be possible for every player, but this is what I'm most interested. This is the element that I'm fascinated by. Who are the other players that kind of have this kind of profile where it's like, oh man, if they could get the bat speed up more. Baseball America just came up with a fascinating uh, story on bat speed. And because I know MLB's now been tracking bat speed more and, Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about this on, on the Barbercast tomorrow, actually. Um, it's really interesting to see the guys. It's like some guys, it's like, listen, Franchi Cordero, top three bat speed in the league, doesn't need more bat speed, right? Needs yeah. to learn how to not swing at bad pitches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but then there's some other guys, it's like they can, they're can they they're seeing the Z, right? They're controlling the mm-hmm. zone already. You get them a little bit more juice, and it's it's a huge deal. So as for specific players, other guys, like I haven't asked around specifically about that kind of thing, but absolutely, I mean, we're, it's it's only natural that we're seeing more advancements on, on the hitting side, and, and I'm excited to see what what else those look like because JP's I mean is certainly one of the most extreme examples in this kind of way. Well, and I'm going to assume that there are going to be more Mariners attending driveline this off season, so I'm interested sure. to see how that impacts them specifically as well. Uh, speaking of JP, you know, he's clearly the captain of the Mariners. I think if you ask Jerry Depoto and Scott Service what the ideal Mariner looks like, it would be him to a T. Totally. I know this is kind of a silly question, but I wanted to ask you because I think you would appreciate it. Should JP get the C on his chest? And should mm. captains of baseball be a more publicly recognized thing? Because I think it would be cool. And you know, we've seen it recently with Salvi Perez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Judge, right? People lost their yeah, mind Judge over well. They were like, yeah. that's why he's back, because they gave him the captain. It's like, no, it's because right. they gave right. him you know nine years and a bajillion dollars. Uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. I do think that... It could become something. I mean, I'll be honest. Nothing I've like thought a ton about or, or like cared yeah. that much about. Um, and JP would be a fascinating example there, right? Because Judge and Salvi, it's like, duh. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't think that the average person knows that JP's the guy. You right? Know? They think it's. I don't cool. think that the new yeah, yeah. which like, it's like I'm sure. Is, it's not. Like I'm sure there's Mariners fans. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Mariners fans think that it's Julio as well. Like yeah. some, yeah. at least. And yeah. it's, that's the thing. It's not like Julio's the wrong answer. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where, like, I, maybe, like, I think internally, I'm sure every organization, every franchise, every clubhouse, and the group of players mm-hmm. would respond to it differently. And so it's hard to say how much of an impact or how much of a boost it would, like, give a boost it would give or like what what would really be the the net positive part right. of that not that players certain players haven't earned that and i think that it, if it was like uniform across baseball where right. there had to be a captain where the way that i think it is in in football right yeah yeah in football there, yeah there are a couple in hockey right like and I it kind of and it kind of is in hockey i mean like i'm new to I hockey right I, I started watching hockey after the kraken became a thing so i'm yeah I'm okay still yeah no, I, I, I truly but like don't the, know the, the the kraken didn't have a captain this year but they had three like alternate captains or whatever like sure. with the a well, on their chest like, and, they yeah. have a few. And, and you know the college teams have multiple captains so it's not even yeah. like so that's the thing so if it was like uniform and like every team had to pick one yeah i think they probably would pick jp right yeah but like going out of your way to do it i don't think really matters that much no but maybe no. We, he, he could i guess he could he could get there in some form i mean that's the cool thing that's the other thing about jp is like holy crap what an extension yeah right my god right right? i mean that's the other thing in terms of like credit to him to do that because 
he had already signed the extension, you know, he had gotten right. paid. And I know it's not a lifetime and he could, he could still be, you know, a free agent after 2025, whatever. But like he, he got his money, you know, and then he still went to work. That is just yeah. not the case with every yeah. player. It is just yeah. not. And so uh, that is, I think is another reason to, to really give him credit. Well, and, and credit to Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander for sticking yeah. by him, right? I mean, they've oh, had yeah. multiple opportunities here oh, to yeah. upgrade, to spend a lot of money on these yeah. guys. And really the only guy that they missed on that I think you're like, really like, oh, man, I maybe you know wish they had that one back is Marcus Simeon. Oh, my God. But yeah. like, he, he's truly the only one. And like when I've talked yeah. about it with so many Mariners people, like that's the one that still stings for a lot yeah. of reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at him compared to this, and I know like Trey Turner's amazing. Yeah. Of course it'd be cool to have Trey Turner, but like realistically, yeah. like I think that they were totally, yeah, it, it's, that is an undeniable dub for the, yeah. uh, for the DePoto front office. Well, and I mean, you know, even up until like recently, Trey Turner was pretty mediocre. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah and it's, know, it's, so. that's still, you know, what, what, right. What the hell is he when he's 37? Who knows? But, right. um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't sign guys. Uh, no, no, not absolutely not. Yeah. For not spending more money and all these things, but like, yeah, but trusting JP to become the shortstop is right. that you can't, you just can't complain about that at all. It's, yeah. It has been a, a huge success. One hundred percent, Jordan. I want to thank you for your time. It's always great to sit down with you. Uh, let our listeners know what you got going on, where they can find your work, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, if you want my Mariners tweets only. J underscore Schusterman underscore, which you can see there on the uh, on the YouTube uh, if you're watching a video. Um, but yeah, foxsports.com, uh, the MLB tab. You can follow my stuff on there. You usually got a couple things um, coming every week. And postseason, definitely. I expect to be doing some some traveling in the postseason, maybe for the Mariners. Who's to say? Who's to say? That would be really cool. Are you coming uh, north so of the border potentially? That would be man, ooh, I haven't thought about that. Uh, that would be very cool too. I do not know yet. Um, so hopefully some postseason travel, uh, and then the podcast, which is my favorite part of every week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, baseball, Barbacast, Sirius XM Podcast Network, and in the postseason we go more often than that. So once we get to the CS, we're basically going every day. So. Um, as much you know reaction stuff as you can get we go late night so that we more, more basically what you you know get for lockdown mariners except for like all the best postseason games so excited to kind of get into that rhythm and if uh if, i mean i had to you know we just launched our podcast basically a year ago and so i had to you know hop on here last year after the mariners games uh and that was a real a real treat it, well it was for yeah. the toronto series um but it was uh so i had a great time after the toronto series I, I bet you, I bet you <laughs> uh, but yeah so so looking forward to all that i mean those are those are the the main things and, and yeah that says bbq we're still we're still firing off those tweets and we're still calling it twitter yeah absolutely yeah 100 <laughs> never never changing never nope. changing nope, thanks nope, jordan nope. absolutely appreciate Thank it you, man. And that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. I've been your host, Teddy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, S-D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And my co-host Colby over at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.